This is Forum. I'm John Michaels, Public Affairs Radio Director since 1977. And uh, we have James Oppenheimer, uh, Executive Director of the Sioux Falls Area Humane Society, and Dana Consum, who's a Marketing Manager at the Sioux Falls Area Humane Society, and my dog Gizmo. But uh, the uh, main thing is that the Sioux Falls Area Humane Society, uh, maybe Dana, you can give us a little bit of history. Uh, it's, it's been for quite a long time now. Yeah, we've been uh, around since 1919, uh, many different locations uh, around Sioux Falls, but now we're off of Benson Road, and um, we take in homeless, neglected, abused animals that just need a place to call a safe haven until we can find them their new homes. Now, are cats coming in all the time, or is there a certain season when there's more litters of cats? And Well, we have kitten season. Uh, kitten season starts when it starts to warm up and ends when we get a hard freeze. So mm-hmm. uh, cats reproduce like crazy, so spay and neuter is very important to our shelter. I was reading where a long time ago in Australia, you got brought in 64 rabbits for hunting purposes now there's like billions yes yes now james oppenheimer you mentioned it's the same as the movie there you're you're, you come from england how long have you been in the states i've been in the u.s now for 23 years well Um, you still got the accent still uh, keeping the accent meal ticket i've got to try to although people tell me i sound like an american when i go back to england (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> but been in uh, Sioux Falls since 2008. So, so now, years. why are you know this is a career job for you, executive director? Why why uh, humane society? Um, well, when I was younger, I had always wanted to be a vet, um, and I was told I was did not really have the grades for that um, and to become a doctor. But I'd always thought that at some point, uh, being brought up with dogs and horses at home. Um, that as an animal lover, at some point I'd get another opportunity to work with animals. Um, And this opportunity came up at uh, a great time for me. I was running Dakota Alliance Soccer Club. Um, And uh, as this came open, it seemed like uh, something that I couldn't... uh, could not go for. Well, actually, there's quite a few horses in the Sioux Falls area, more than people realize. There definitely are, yes. I think there's still a polo club, isn't there? Um, there's some I polo be- grounds. I believe there's polo grounds. I know one of our vets um, has a number of horses yeah. and goes and does Out, out by the Blood Run area yeah. out there. Uh, Dana, um, you're, you're the marketing director. Now, you enjoy <laughs> your job, but why Why the Humane Society? You could have could have been many other careers. Yeah, uh, so I was hired at the Humane Society straight out of college uh, about six years back now, and I went for business management, and I never thought that I'd be able to combine my love of animals with also my love of community and getting out there. So um, having a job that lets you go out and talk to people and you know really get to know somebody else, but also bring animals into the situation, that's just a home run for me. You could say the business is going to the dogs. Oh, yes. <laughs> Sorry for the pun. Um, but there's more than dogs and cats. Yes. There's gerbils. Uh, what are some of the others? Hamsters, rabbits. Um, sometimes we have lizards and birds. Snakes, Basically, hairless yeah. rats. Yeah, cats. hairless rats, hairless guinea pigs. Um, basically anything that is not a barn animal or a wild animal we can have at the shelter. Now, you say, what is it, uh, uh, 
pot pigs or something like that, uh, uh, they can be pretty good pets, can't they? They can be. They're super intelligent. You have to keep them entertained and do a lot of enrichment with them. And make sure you keep them on a correct diet because they will eat anything. Uh, but these uh, mini pigs, they can still get up to 300 pounds. So um, if you're going to have a mini pig as a pet, know what you're getting into. Yeah. Gizmo's uh, smelling uh, uh, James' shoe. It must be a, a scent there somewhere. How many... So- how many dogs and cats do you have right now? Um, we have around 300 animals at the shelter right 300. now. 300? Mm-hmm. Yes. Now, they are not all available for adoption. Some are strays. Some are still waiting to be spayed, neutered. Some are being held um, by animal control. Um, but a lot at the shelter right now. Um, we are pretty heavy on cats at the moment. If you go to our website, our webpage, uh, sfadopts.com, uh, you'll be able to see we have a lot of available cats and uh, we're getting closer to capacity on dogs at the moment. Now, you mentioned uh, the process. Now, my dog Gizmo, I got from the Humane Society uh, a year ago last May. He was, yeah. We figure he's about two years old. He's a terrier mix, uh, mm-hmm. as we can guess. Uh, by the way, uh, I think around Black Friday they have D. DNA uh, testing on sale. Oh. Uh, so I'm waiting for that to kind of see if he's got some Jack Russell in him, I think. But uh, the process is he was a stray, and he got all of the vet treatment. He They fixed him. Mm-hmm. I happened to make the mistake of mentioning that in front of my grandson. Um, <laughs> they, uh, uh, you know, put a chip in him. Mm-hmm. And I forget what all else on that, but uh, the lucky for me thing, what timing was just right, that Bissell uh, yeah. had their clearing the cages mm-hmm. where they make up the difference, and it only cost me $25 for yeah. this right. little mm-hmm. boy here. Um, how often does Bissell do that? Um, it's happening more and more often as uh with the Clear the Kennels event, we just had it all the way through July um, mm-hmm. and had 368 adoptions in July of dogs and cats. They're doing another one in October okay. um, for, I believe, the first two weeks in October. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I be- we're looking to potentially do it in December. Um, and Bissell covers the difference, that we mm-hmm. the f- makes the fees lower, and then Bissell covers that difference. Yeah, it would have been $170 otherwise, yeah. Yeah. and mm-hmm. Bissell made up the difference. Uh, looking around if you go to you know uh, some of the uh, uh, pet stores they start around 1200 yeah you go to some of the breeders are around 500 mm-hmm. you go to the website they're like 2000 you yeah. know mm-hmm. um, and you still so have you, veterinary costs on top of that yes. with spay and neuter and microchipping and all of that still now microchip is is a pretty good deal but normally that would be uh, if you went to the vet to get a chip put in your mm-hmm. dog would be how much about about fifty dollars yeah. yeah well that way they can find the owner <laughs> yeah the, the pet isn't lost the owner got lost yep um but we, so we actually have a microchip cl- clinic coming up at uh, shorty subaru mm-hmm. in october in October. okay um that date is late. i think it's the 15th it's, yeah. it's mid-october and um we are very special. We're getting a grant from um, Schulte Subaru ASBCA. And um, what they're doing is they are funding the microchips so we can provide microchips for free to the community. Um, I believe we're going to shoot for like 100, 150, maybe even 200 microchips on that day if we can get enough people in. So it's great. It is the 15th. 15th, perfect. 15th of October. We want to thank uh, Schulte Subaru for chipping in. Mm-hmm. Um, because you know these these are um, 
you know, I refer to Gizmo as a little boy, but they're family mm-hmm. for most people. Um, you know, it's uh, if they they lose them, it can be very traumatic for a family, for kids, or yeah. for for anybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and having that chip is is a good peace of mind because they can always say, you know, maybe it got picked up and some trucker took it to another state. Well, they can check the chip and know yeah. exactly where where the owner is. Mm-hmm. Talking to James Oppenheimer, Executive Director of the Sioux Falls Area Humane Society, and Dana Konzum, Marketing Manager at Sioux Falls Area Humane Society. A lot of people, you know, they don't quite, you don't go by your place all the time because it's kind of at the end of the road a little Mm -hmm. bit. Describe how do you get to the Humane Society in Sioux Falls? What's the easiest way? Yeah, so um, you would actually get off at Rice Street over to Hall and haul up to Bonson, and that'll lead you to us. You do have to go on a dirt road, and there is one sign that says closed to through traffic. Just go right around that sign. <laughs> and it's the it's the good-looking brick building. Yes, yes green green roof, uh, tan exterior. You can't miss us. Once you get there, you can't miss us. We will, in late fall, they are hopefully opening the Benson Road exit from... <laughs> Now, 229. KELO TV or television, Kelloland TV has quite often had a uh, fundraiser for dog food. Yes. Um, uh, I, how much dog food do you go, when you say 300 animals, mm-hmm. that's not just dog food, cat food, you get all kinds, but uh, um, that's, you, you must have it more than just a pickup. Yeah. <laughs> a little more than a pickup, yes. Yeah. We, um, Keller are actually running their food drive coming up. Yep, on September 1st, on the Friday. Uh, um, and, we go through about 8,500 pounds of food every month. So That's a few uh, tons. Yeah, yes, that's definitely a few tons. Our food overhead is about $45,000 a year. Um, and we, have, we feed our animals Hill's Science Diet. Um, we have a deal with them. Uh, where we get a discount on the food there. But we do accept food donations of any kind of food. Um, Anything that's outside of Hills is stuff stuff that goes into our food bank. Um, And anyone that owns an animal uh, can come once a month to the Humane Society, present an ID, and get a free bag of dog food or cat food. If you're in need of assistance for and just falling on hard times, our community food bank is available for those people. Well, when I picked up Gizmo, you gave me a a bag. Mm -hmm. He he had a a harness and and the things I needed. It was uh, fun because the first day I took him home, he found my old dog sweater and he picked it up and put it in his bed. (laughs) And he he went through the bag of uh, things you gave me. Mm-hmm. And he picked out the complimentary leash and he put that in his bed. <laughs> so uh, they're, they're fun to watch, especially at the dog parks mm-hmm. and as they play. And, and I think the, the people that bring the dogs have more fun than the dogs sometimes. <laughs> Talking to James Oppenheimer, Executive Director, Marketing Director, Dana Konzum. Uh, do you have a pet? I have several pets. <laughs> uh, I currently have one dog. He is an Akbosh. His name is Merlin. I have four cats, and I also have four birds. So, full house at my place. At one time, I had my uh, daughters living in the house with me in a fa- house that my grandfather built, almost like the Waltons. We had two dogs, two cats, two parakeets, um, a ferret. And two rabbits. <laughs> and everybody was happy. You know? oh, yeah. <laughs> Except the, one rabbit was kind of grumpy. <laughs> but, uh, uh, they all have different personalities, don't they? Oh, yes. I've got one that's super cuddly, one that just kind of likes to sit and watch, and uh, one that likes to get into trouble and try to eat my plants. I don't appreciate that very much, but... <laughs> They're all different. Now, if somebody lives someplace where they can't have a pet, on the other hand, 
the love pets, they can volunteer to come out and pet the pets, right? Yes. So they have to be a registered volunteer, which means that they have gone through an information session and then a couple of hands-on trainings to learn how to handle the animals. Um, But after that, they're considered registered volunteers. They are required to get four hours in every month, but we're very flexible. We don't schedule volunteers. So you pop in and pop out as you're able to once you're trained. And especially cats and dogs Mm -hmm. getting that attention, uh, even if you're maybe a stranger for that Mm -hmm. period of time, uh, that means a whole lot to them, doesn't it? We we rely a lot on our volunteers. We are also Mm -hmm. hiring um, paid staff pretty much consistently, but our kennel staff provides the basic needs for um, the animals. They clean them, feed them, give them some attention, but the true enrichment comes from our volunteer base that come out. Well, if you have four tons of dog food coming in each month, there's evidently uh, recycling going on the other end. uh, (laughs) Definitely. What what do you do with all of that? Uh, We pick it up and throw it in the garbage. (laughs) Well, there's got it must go to recycling someplace. That you know, it's good plant food for one one reason. Uh, Or or, it does it it does if we get the opportunity to. Okay. Um, so if somebody is looking for some, they can come to you. and you Yes. <laughs> yes, we will happily give them some okay. uh, some animal garbage. <laughs> now, how big is the building? How many can you house in the building, I guess, at a time? Uh, there's only so many cages, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah we, Our capacity uh, is about 600 animals. It does depend on the breed of animal. Of course, large dogs take up more kennel space than a small dog does. And litters of puppies can share one area versus one dog uh, with another one. So... Um, capacity is about 600, but um, since we're open in mission, we will take in as many animals as we possibly can, even if that means asking fosters to take them in, uh, putting uh, animals inside of offices instead of inside of kennels. We'll just keep doing it. Yeah, I heard Gizmo got the run of the, the mill back, back <laughs> when he was there. He's but, super cute, so I'm sure he did. <laughs> yeah, but the, uh, uh, the main thing is it's a what they call a non-kill um, so we, we are, we're an open admission shelter. Okay. Um, no kill is a slightly different concept. As open admission, we take in everything. So we can't turn an animal away. If someone brings, if we're at capacity for dogs and someone brings us a litter of 20 dogs, we take them in. If people bring us a um, pigeon, we take the pigeon in. That's mm-hmm. happened recently. <laughs> um, the no kill concept. Uh, is slightly different. It's more along the lines. Of, it's places that have a lower euthanasia rate, primarily because they're able to be closed emissions. They're able to turn animals away. We are not, so we get animals sometimes that are not adoptable. Now you probably network with other humane societies, yes. Omaha, yes. I suppose, and others around, other rescues. so that you can you can ask for help when you need it. Yes, and we will never euthanize an animal due to how long they stay with us, due to the breed of the animal, or due to kennel space. We will never do it It, for any of those reasons. It would only be if the animal is considered dangerous or medically they're suffering, and we want to end that suffering. Now, you have one dog that's been there for a little while. That uh, (laughs) you know, this is I'm I'm calling you here in kind of honor of Robbie because he's worked with you for you know ten years. Yes, uh, and he's he's now uh, been you know promoted to radio station in reno so he's leaving so i thought we'll come in and talk about you know because he cares so much about the humane society uh there's one dog you have that is pretty sweet but it's just been there for so yeah miss diamond uh diamond's been with us since february she's actually in foster care right now 
and it is a shared foster care between us and the Sioux Empire Pet Rescue. Um, so um, we do have Diamond's profile on our website, but you'll have to contact the Sioux Empire Pet Rescue to actually adopt her. Um, but she is a super sweetheart, um, loves the snuggles, loves the cuddles. She just doesn't get along well with other uh, dogs. So if you have a dog at home, she won't be a good match for you. Um, but she is um, just a wonderful dog. Well, I know some people that can't get along with other people so well either. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> in a sense, you know, if you got a group of 30, the dogs and the, and the people, there's, there's one of each kind in, mm-hmm. in any group. Uh, but the... Uh, uh, the main thing is that uh, you mentioned foster care, mm-hmm. and that's got to be pretty. Uh, you you got to be pretty determined because you, you bond with these things yeah. when they're, yeah. you know, and they bond. Yeah, how do you do that? Well, we do have things called foster fails, where people mm-hmm. take an animal into foster care, and then it then they end up adopting that animal. I'm guilty of that. That's why you have <laughs> cats. Yeah. Um, if you are interested in fostering, uh, just contact us. At any one time, we have usually a lot of cats out to foster, um, primarily because when we get a pregnant cat in or a cat has kittens, we have to give it five weeks before we can spay, neuter, and adopt out the animal. So a lot of people foster a mom and kittens for five weeks before they come back. Um, But we have multiple dogs out at foster as well. Um, If people want to come and look after an animal for a few weeks um it certainly helps us out any animal will do better in a home than they will do in a shelter environment you mentioned kittens have to be five months old what about puppies five. Kittens they have are to, five weeks five they have weeks. to be eight weeks old you usually keep them in your house for five weeks that's by the time we find out that the mom's pregnant and all that it's eight weeks old for the kittens so how long before they can be uh, actually you know ad- adopted out then uh, right away, once once they are eight weeks old, we get them up to date on all their vaccinations for their age group, get them spayed or neutered, uh, and then they can go up at the day after surgery. Some people just can't, they're, they're not able to, um, when a dog gets old and... You know, like I say, they they can't uh, they can't just do it. They bring it to you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But there's certain special angels out there, people that will take an old dog, knowing yes. that it won't live a whole lot longer. Mm-hmm. That is so important to the dog. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. No, no. Well, no one wants to die alone. No, uh, giving no. giving an animal a nice place. I I know I've got hospice care birds, so just giving them a nice home to kind of relax in and live out their days is wonderful. Well, you mentioned hospice. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's a good name. <laughs> um, big dogs usually have a lifespan. I, I got one granddaughter that's got a, a Mastiff, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they're usually uh, lifespan of, what, eight years old? Yeah, about eight. Yeah. yeah. And the smaller dogs like Gizmo and that, probably 14. 12 to 14, depending yeah. on the breed, yeah. yeah. If they become teenagers, they're doing pretty well. Yeah. And I guess, what, one day is the same as a week? Somebody? Uh, yes. How do you put it in dog years? Um, I believe it's uh, seven human years per one dog year. And that can change at as how old they are. Too. Yes. So it's, it's kind of it's exponentially goes up. Yeah. Yeah. It's the first two years is about 20-ish years. Yeah. And then they're essentially adults. So they're puppies until how old? Uh, about two years, two years old is kind of the... Mm-hmm. We get a lot of the animals in the eight to twelve, eight to fourteen months age because that's their teenagers where they are a little more difficult to handle and more difficult to train. Mm-hmm. Um, and people need—it's very important to be understanding of that. That you know, teenage 
dog is like a teenage kid. Exactly. Yeah, they act just like a teenage kid. Exactly. Pre-registering uh, is important, isn't it? Yeah. Um, to get all the paperwork done so when the dog comes that they see that they want, then mm-hmm. they're already. Yeah, if you get pre-screened to adopt on our website, then you come in and it is the slickest process. You're able to go back and uh, look through the kennels and find one that kind of suits your personality, spend some time with it, and you can adopt them same day. Now, if you don't find anybody, then that application stays on file for 90 days, so a good three months. So, And you can keep refreshing that application as long as you keep in contact with us. Well, it's like a bunch of babies. You go into the see the kennels and they all start barking. So how do you calm them down afterwards? So we're actually working with our animal behavior specialist. Um, she has been working with in-kennel training uh, where you teach them to be quiet as someone is walking through the halls. So it's a lot quieter than it used to be. <laughs> they can be, well, like I say, if for some reason maybe they're astray and mm-hmm. they got kind of street smarts <laughs> where they're kind of protective, you can actually uh, uh, train that out of them actually before they become adoptable, right? Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, Jennifer Nemec, our behavior specialist, as Dana said, as Dana mentioned, she works with up to 10 animals at a time and really makes them better behaved they don't the dogs that jump up a lot she'll teach them to be able to walk with you um, and help calm some of our more nervous animals down mm-hmm. we also have different kennels that animals can be in that may better suit their personality some of our smaller rooms can suit some of our more nervous dogs you understand them Yes. <laughs> yes, we try yeah. to. The whole um, goal of the shelter is to reduce stress as long as possible, or uh, uh, reduce as much stress as possible while they stay with us. We hope their stay is really short, uh, but it's scary. Shelters life can be scary for animals. They don't know where they're at. So for us to be able to have programs that reduces the scariness, that's a huge goal for us. And a real focus that we've had this year along with animal behavior has been trying to get our process as quick as possible so from when an animal enters the shelter to when they become adoptable we've tried to reduce that time as much as we can um to give the dogs more opportunity to get adopted quicker how long what how much time are we talking about um it's an and when an animal comes in it can be up for adoption from usually 48 hours is the quickest and it can take up to five or six days Mm -hmm. some of it depends on if it comes in as a stray there are certain holds that have to happen but if an animal gets given gets given up um or gets uh, surrendered for adoption it gets evaluated right away medically and um, behaviorally then is spayed or neutered if need be and as soon as it's recovered from that it's up for adoption do certain breeds get stereotyped Yes, we have uh, we have a lot of black labs and a lot of pit bulls. Um, those seem to be the breeds that get dropped with us and stereotype stereotype more than anything else. Um, we purebreds get pure pure breed animals get adopted very very quickly. Um, small dogs, small dogs, get adopted baby kittens, and any puppies, kittens, and anything unique. If we get a three legged animal in or an animal that has some kind of unique feature, it gets adopted incredibly quickly. I've seen some really sweet pit bulls, you know. Mm-hmm. Yes. It, it depends on, on uh, their background. Dana Con- 
Wisconsin, uh, James Oppenheimer, Sioux Falls Area Humane Society. Now, your website, uh, if they go there, there's usually, what, a couple dozen dogs, a couple dozen cats that they can look yes, at? and small picture. animals. Yeah, and those are adoptable uh, mm-hmm. or pending, I guess, in a sense. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, they, if they're already pre-registered, all they have to do is call you, right? Yeah. Right, it's becoming an approved visitor is what we call it now, and you can just, you have, it's all first come, first serve. You can't reserve an animal anymore since we opened up to the public, so... You have to get become an approved visitor, which you can do either at the shelter or ahead of time, and then just come in, look at the animals, and pick which one you want to take home. Now, how big a staff uh, full-time do you have? We have a total of 57 staff that work at the Humane Society. How many? 57. Wow. Um, about wonderful. 40 of them are full-time. Mm-hmm. Um, the vast majority are kennel staff uh, taking care of the animals. Um, so, but we have veterinary staff, two full-time vets. We have a great marketing team um, and some wonderful adoption counselors. And in addition, uh, we have humane officers that look after mm-hmm. the – that do animal control. Well, you, you keep things very affordable for the adoptions. How do you – your economic impact on the city with that – biggest staff actually is a very uh, big economic impact on the city where, where does the funding come from then uh we are 80 percent of our funding comes from the general public comes from donations um and the generosity of the sioux falls public so, so we are always looking for sponsors and partners who are willing to uh to donate towards us memorial a lot of memorials and bequests mm-hmm. um, and some endowment funds. Is there a pet cemetery in this area? I don't believe so. I don't believe so, no. That, that's something somebody could consider. Um, uh, a pet bereavement support group is something I, I talked about yes. to you before. Um, it's very traumatic when a pet does, uh, does pass away. Yes, and I believe there is um, a vet here in Sioux Falls. I believe it's J- Jaylene Bruner. Um, she does um, hospice care and um, that kind of stuff. She's really good at that kind of. Are there any trends in your industry that you're seeing? We are, the industry is trending towards cats being the um, primary uh, pet in the United States. Uh, 56% of the an- the animals we get in are pets, and the majority of our adoptions are, or our pets, sorry, are cats. Mm-hmm. Um, the majority of our adoptions are, and that's a switch from dogs. Well, I suppose more people in apartments, but I, more people are accepting dogs in apartments, I believe, now, too, than, than before. I, there's uh, a good uh, population in Sioux Falls that do live in apartments, um, you know, housing rates have been kind of incredible. So apartments are a little bit more affordable. So um, having apartments and apartment managers that are willing to let them have pets is a huge impact in our community. Anyone ever thought how many dogs are in the city? There is, I did hear a statistic that I'm trying to remember what it is now. It's a lot. Mm-hmm. It's almost one-to-one for dogs to people. The People downtown, when I go to the dog park with Gizmo all the time in downtown, because I work here, they let me bring them to work. Um, there's a lot of people downtown that have condos and all that. And they, at 5 o'clock, they're all out to walk the dogs, mm-hmm. you know, uh, in a sense. But, yeah, you see more dogs now uh, walking. Uh, it's good for your health, for one thing. I, it definitely is. I did hear the a, um, someone from the city talking about how when the Spencer Dog Park gets flooded, they get more calls about that than anything else that happens. Um, and they're building another dog park with a new development downtown. 
and the comment was made by one of the developers that they could put five, six dog parks up and they would all fill up. With There's the volume that we never have. enough ball diamonds or basketball courts or dog parks. Nope. Exactly. Um, what about service dogs now? So um, for service dogs, um, we don't train service dogs at the shelter, but you can have like an emotional support animal, have one of those uh, letters brought to us to get an animal. Um, there are several um, places around the area that do train service dogs, and that's where you would have to go through to get a service dog. We we did just adopt out, well, for free adopt out a service dog to Metro 911. Um <laughs> They decided they would like a resident dog in um, in the 911 center, and mm-hmm. so Vida was adopted mm-hmm. out to there recently. Does anybody, you know, take dogs or cats out to nursing homes? They used to, I know. There is a, a group called International Therapy Dogs. They do all of that. Well, like I say, a dog can be very good for your your uh, uh, mental aspect cats too of course and even gerbils and Mm -hmm. and, uh, uh, sometimes birds james oppenheimer executive director sioux falls area humane society uh dana uh consum marketing director uh your website as we end up in time uh the easiest website one way to remember it is uh, www.sfadopt.com and go there every day because uh the adoptions change every day yes within minutes they change so keep refreshing very, very quick turnover of animals. Well, James Oppenheimer, Dana Consum, uh, Sioux Falls Area Humane Society, thank you very much for being with us on Forum. Thank you so thank much. Thank you for having us. Appreciate it. John Michael's Forum has been broadcasting every Sunday since 1977 when the FCC first required it. You can also hear this program and others on the John Michael's podcast. You go to the station's website, go to podcast and click on John Michael's forum.